this is an episode that is life-changing. It's life-changing because this is the next step that you're going to need. This is the next step you're going to need. See, if you look at your future long enough, you're going to talk to God regarding what you want to do far as what you see that's set up to happen later. And it's going to have you to take your attention off of what you need to do right now regarding your present that's going to lead you to that place in the future. I cannot drink water without first getting the cup to put it in. I cannot marry a person if I'm not prepared and know what marriage is. See, marriage counseling is great, but it's actually for people who cannot communicate, just loses sight of what it's about because emotions are in the way. So I need somebody else to stand right here before me and my spouse to help us get it back to be where it was or help us to get it to be how it's supposed to be, period. But there's something going on with that. Me and you live under the same roof as one. So that means you and I went from being on the same page to no longer on the same page with God concerning us in ministry that we need somebody to step in and we have to tell them about things that are intimately, spiritually done between me and you and what's not happening, what should be happening, what's being said that should be said, what's being done or not being done in our home, in our ministry, where it first started. As for me and my house, we went from serving to now starting trouble, starting confusion, getting upset, being angry, being Agitated, frustrated, manipulated. And we invited people into our mistake. And we inviting to receive the help that me and my mate can't even sit at home and go before our help. And our help is Christ because our help comes from Christ. So it gotten that bad to the point I need somebody else to step in before I step out. There's nothing wrong with merch counseling, but there's absolutely something wrong if you need somebody to help you to communicate with someone you became one with. The purpose of marriage is to remain aware what marriage is about more and more each day, each moment daily. It gets greater it doesn't grow down. It grows up. It goes up. It lifts up. It blesses up. It uplifts. It upholds. When you're with the right mate. See, John 15, 7, King James Version, abide in me and my words abide in you. You shall ask what ye will. And it shall be done unto you. 
the message translation. But if you make yourselves at home with me and my words are at home in you, you can be sure that whatever you ask will be listened to and acted upon. The passion translation. But if you live in life union with me, and if my words live powerfully within you, then you can ask whatever you desire and it will be done. But the desires only come to pass. What is the desire? With me. What is it? Union with me. And what comes with him? My words. If you live in life union with me, and if my words, he didn't say if I live, no, and if my words live powerfully within you, if my words desire that you have for my words to be in you, if my words be only what you say, if my words be only what you feel, if my words be only what you meditate day in and day out, if my words be only that you know, only that you so only to know that they will cause you to grow then you can have whatever you want because everything I said belongs to you it comes with my word it's not asking me outside of what I said because if you do then you're not one with me if you do my words are not in you you have some other words coming from a different place and that means I'm not abiding in you because you're not abiding in me He said, abide in me and my words abide in you. If the ways that I said, if the dreams that I have given, if the words that I have said, if that abides in you, then you want to see more about what I said and you're going to have what you say because now you're saying what I said and you're not trying to get me to say what I would never say because if I didn't already say it, it would not be said because I already said so regarding your entire life. I said so, and what I say, it is so. Say of God. So you married folks who are on here right now. We're not waiting for God to do. We're thanking him for what's already been done. First of all, we have to admit that we need each other. There are too many Marriages where a wife is more confident than a husband. And that's why a lot of the men say, ask my wife things that you should already know. How about no first? That's why people go to the husband first, because you are the one that's over the entire home when God is over it all. But he placed you in charge of that, responsible for that. Let me say that, responsible for that. You see over everybody in the home. You can see past everything. You can see past the home. You can see even the homes down next to your home. You don't just see your kids in school. You see your kids in school, the parents with their children, with their life like while your kids, they're in that school. You see the neighborhood, the teachers, their background with that school. You see it all. You don't just see what's right in front of you. You see the bigger picture. You are an overseer. You are a visionary, much more as a husband than a wife as a woman. But we are gifted with the same gifts. But you have much more of a responsibility because you are the husband. You are the patriarch in the home. That means it's what... God used you to say and do that you have to be listened to. And the wives have good things to say as well. And husbands listen too. Like the Bible say, listen to your wives. 
Wives, listen to your husbands. You understand? One thing you can never do is lie. One thing we can never do is pretend. We too original in truth to even think we could get away with not being truthful. There's no way people going to think something is what is not. Many of us women, we're not used to having a good man. And many men not used to having a good woman. But when we get married, it's all good and dandy for many of us. Listen to this. Intercede for those who this apply to. It's all good to have someone who's loving. A lot of men, they are gentle, soft-spoken. And there's no way that a man should feel, well, I don't want to be taken advantage of because I am sensitive, because I'm romantic, because I love, because I'm affectionate. Same goes for us women. I shouldn't be taken advantage of. That is a good thing. And no one's going to change me from being a good person. I'm not rough. I don't want to rough you up with my love. My love is gentle. I have a fire that's burning for you just to be gentle with you, gentle with my words, gentle with my deeds, gentle on how I serve and love you. Woman of God, man of God, I don't want you to take advantage of me. I don't want you to sit there and play games with me. I don't want you to go around my back and cheat on me. I don't want you to distance yourself from me. I don't want you to lie to me. I don't want you to hide anything from me because I won't do those things to you. I am gentle with my love. I am faithful with my love. I take my time concerning you because you're just that important to me. So I want to love you so good, so right, so it is, and that you don't take me for a joke. And it's all good for many of us wives and husbands. Let me start with the wives first. It's so good for us wives. I have me a good man. He takes great care of the home and I help him too. And we work so good together in ministry. You know, he prays and we do all this for God. And he just buys me things. He's so amazing. He's so special. I love him. He's so good. And then years go past. There goes 10 years. There goes 15 years. Then 20 years. I'm getting sick of this stuff. I'm getting sick of this punk. I'm getting sick of this man. He's just such a gump. I want me somebody who's going to rough me up. I want somebody who's going to talk me and turn me and twist me around. I want someone who's going to throw me down a little bit and rough it up a little bit. I want me a man that's more rougher than you. I want me a man that's going to pretty much do the opposite as you because Satan bought you a decoy to destroy you. And every time we go in that direction and deny the right direction, we begin to see what we are missing. So it's like I want the opposite to what I really need now because Satan done giving me a description on what I should want for me, 
but it's actually a setup. And then many of us choose that side over there, choose that way over there, choose that decoy over there. And we dismiss those who really love us, those who sow into us, those who be there for us, those who would never cheat, never lie, never do anything to hurt us. And then we start doing those things to people, you know, that we shouldn't even be doing none of that stuff to. And no one wanted to be done unto us. And we go over there to that decoy and we realize it's not even what it was cracked up to be. It never is. It never is. That's why it's called a lie. No lie going to ever appear to be true. Oh, wow. She looked good over there. She, you know, she looked like this or he looked like that. Yeah, I want, I'm going to go over there with that because he gotten soft. You know, she gotten soft. All she do is do whatever I say. And all she do is just, you know, she don't need to have a backbone. He need a backbone. So let me just go ahead over, you know, over here and see what this is about. She looks like she just, you know, slutty a little bit. Look like she's a woman, but she can be slutty in a bed. So let me go see what it's like. I want, I want that thrill. It's all about that type of thrill that gonna kill. You understand? It's that thrill that we kill. That demonic thrill. I need me a man that's gonna rough me up. That's a thrill. That's a demonic thrill. That's why people cheat for the thrill. That's why many married couples, they go and play charades in the bed. You know, let's play cops and robbers. Got to be careful with playing games that's just, you know, it's not truthful, but you just, you know, acting out. You role playing. Thank you, God. That's what it's called, role playing. Got to be careful what role you want to play because that role might send you over there to that decoy. I'm going to be the stripper tonight. I'm going to be, you know, the woman walking down the street with the heels. And, and it's always us portraying to be a promiscuous looking woman. The dress has got to be all the way up here. We got to put on the short blonde or the short red wigs and the leather boots all the way up to the thigh. Nothing wrong with that if you're going to be who you are. But we're being who we not for us who do. I'm going to be the stripper that be in the club. So now you became that decoy. You better listen. Me and I say, you know what? I'm going to spice it up a little bit. I'm going to be the decoy by adding somebody else in. I'm going to fulfill your fantasy. You want me and another woman? Or you want me and another guy? Okay, I'm going to do that just this one time. Oh, you want these type of toys now? Okay, you want to do that this way, this way, that way, that way, this way, that way, all like that? Okay, I'm going to just do that just this one time. Decoy. It's a decoy. From a thrill that's set up to kill and destroy. Now, being yourself, that's fine. But be careful with the role playing. If you're role playing, I'm just going to be that woman next door. Oh, you don't want to do that. Because you're talking in a reality that you're playing out. And you're demonstrating that reality to the point you're going to keep on doing it to become your truth. Which is actually a lie. So be careful with that. Where your wife... Oh, she, she'd be home in 10 minutes. Oh, so she left you by yourself and you are the wife, but you role playing. Gotta be careful. You role playing a lie. You role playing a different character and it's losing sight of you and your godly character. While we always role play a slut and men, while we always be role playing, you know, a man that wants to have a slut. Yeah. I want you to be like that in the bed. And I want you to be like that. When you, I want you to even dress like that too. Why don't you put that Playboy bow tie on and put those tight pants on and take your shirt off and dance like I see them other men do? Ooh. Mm. Anytime I give you a different description that's outside of your originality, I became a decoy. 
and you have became a decoy. That means a substitute away from what God has already done and the things that God still wants to do. There's no such thing as no little small white lie. A lie don't have no color to it. <laughs> a lie is not small. It's negative. It's bad. It's ungodly. It's defiling. It's set up to destroy us. It's wicked. And then we go after the decoys. Well, he, he's a rough guy. I'm going to rough him up. And many of us ladies, we send our men and women over to do things so we can have a reason to divorce. For us who want a divorce and don't know how to come out and just say what's going on, what's wrong. Let me just put a woman over there and let her keep on trying to turn him out or turn her out. So there could be a reason if they fall into that trap, I can get out of there that way. Ooh. God said, I see everything. I saw that scheme. I saw that demonic plan to get rid of your wife, to get rid of your husband. And many of us have done that. And our spouses have fallen for the trap, the decoy. And that's our reason that we're saying, I'm done with it. Now I can leave you. I'm glad he fell for it. She fell for it. And it turned people away from God because they felt like I messed up so bad. I would have never done this and not even aware that they were set up in that trap by their own spouse just so they can leave. And now they are exploring different types of people who can rough them up but don't want people to know. I got somebody on the side. You know, I'm getting older. I got I to gotta get rid of this, this itch. I need to be scratched. I need this itch to be scratched. But I don't have to tell anybody about that. But God is there, and he see, and he care. And there goes that person that was always there for us, loves us, be there. And we just carried them like that. And then we carried them for people who became a decoy. And we realized what a decoy really is set up to do, destroy us. Because now that woman that looked like she was promiscuous, now she came with a lot of issues. Now she want my money. Now she want my time. Now she want things that I only want to give. The woman that I did have, at least she ain't asked and try to do all that. Now what's what I do now? Many not going to sit there and say, you know what? I messed up, okay? I thought this was what I wanted. I thought this, okay, I don't. I don't. There is no replacement for you. I made a mistake. Many not going to come out and say that. It's always that thrill that's set up to kill. One thing you don't do is go to people instead of going to God about anything. You have to go to God. I have to go to God about everything. You know, just like we're responsible to be a parent, we're responsible to read our word, we're responsible to rededicate our lives, we're responsible to receive mercy new every day, responsible to count it all joy, responsible to just give praise, give thanks. 
responsible to remember, responsible to recognize that we do remember God's good works. He's still the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Same responsibility we have as a wife, as a husband, not to leave our spouse hanging out like that. Men, your wife should know more than you. No one should be coming always to always to her for something. You have to take your position back. God used me to say that weeks and weeks ago. It's happening too much. Abraham had to take his position back. I listened to you, Sarah. But when the angel came to me, now the angel's telling me that you're lying. Now the angel's telling me that you're laughing, so I know you're lying. Well, I didn't. She lied to her husband. I didn't laugh. Oh, but you did. See, now you lie to me. You told me it was going to be okay if I slept with Haggai. You said that's what you wanted. And when it did happen, years and years later, you got jealous. You put me in an uncomfortable situation and I allowed you to. Because I love you, woman. But I cannot love you more than God. You have to take his position back. You can't keep thinking you're going to run this house. You're not going to keep running your mouth. You're not going to keep lying, painting no picture. You're not going to keep talking to me like that. Too many men are so sweet, are so vulnerable, are so loving, are so gentle. And us women want somebody to choke us out. You keep wanting that decoy, that thug. You want a thug? Don't look up and tell me what a thug is. Is, it, is God a thug? Is that a word in the kingdom? I never forget Tupac made a song. I wonder if heaven got a ghetto. I said, I bet you know now. And he came and answered me. No, it doesn't. I just want you to know there's no ghettos up in here. A ghetto was never for the African culture. It wasn't for no culture. It was a way of living. And we took on that like it's cute. Go look at 1600s, 1700s, 1800s and see what ghettos really look like. It's people who were living in a street. They didn't have enough material to make a house. And these were Caucasian people, Canadian people, German people. They didn't even have no job, to, had no resources to even make anything. They lived in the streets. Neighborhoods without no buildings, without no vehicles. It's just us. Everybody, instead of having a house, you're just sitting there on the ground. And your neighbors on the ground beside you. Hi, neighbor. Hey, neighbor. Everything you're doing is outside. The whole everybody, the whole community. Those were ghettos. And we talk about we want thugs and we want sluts for real. For that demonic thrill that's set up to kill. You better stay with your wife. You better stop playing Russian roulette with your purpose, with your wife. Because every woman is not going to take you back. Some get hurt and say, that's it for me. 
I don't care. I tried it with you. You failed. I don't want you anymore. But the purpose of marriage is it has to be what God wants. He written this down not for it to fall or fail. That's what real marriage is about. I got to work this thing out if this is the verse that God has ordained. Who else for me? Nobody. He didn't write two people. You got to stay in shape mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. You don't get married and just eat your whole life away. Why we get married and get big? We don't get big with happiness. We don't get big with joy. It's just that we start slacking and urge that we weren't before because we got what we want. So that means I'm spending more time in areas that I need to average out in other areas regarding my priorities. I can't neglect my physical appearance and now my emotional presence is just overflowing. It has to average out in every area of our lives together. We have to prosper in all that we do. I can't look unhealthy and yet our marriage look happy and healthy that way. Don't go near that decoy. The devil will have a woman out of nowhere just stand there. A man just stand there. You better not go near that. Because I'm going to let you know the end result is death. Be smart enough to not even want that. You think it's going to work out? We always, that's what Satan does, have us to really believe it's just a possibility. Maybe this thing could work out for me. What about the person who always been there? Is it worth any of that? It's not worth that. Now, I'm talking to every married couple, but really for those who've been married for years, and all of a sudden you want that thrill? All of a sudden you want that kill? To be destroyed. A man was married for over 30 years. His wife put a decoy near him on purpose so he can fall for that trap. I'm not gonna sleep with him. I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna make him real, you know, like that. So it'd be easy for him to fall for that trap because he's gonna want some. It took him a while to fall for a woman out of nowhere. He don't even know his wife sent her. That would really break the man's heart if he found that out. Come on. And all she kept doing is sending a woman there. Sending a woman there. He fell for it. The wife found out on purpose. Because she was the cause of it on purpose. And separated and we wonder why things start happening to us. Why we start, you know, having things fall apart in our health, with our wealth, our family. Because we lost a heart for someone who really loved us. Because we look at a decoy. You don't look to the side. You better look ahead. You are responsible for your spouse. 
the one that God has given you, you are responsible for. You understand? You know, a doctor was so amazed at what he seen that he wanted to get other doctors to see too. He wanted to get other doctors to see too. Let me show you what I just see. Because a doctor was so amazed. And I wasn't even going to go to that appointment. But I was told when well, my insurance company, you know, it's you have to go this time. I have nothing wrong. You just still need to go for your, you know, just go. I'm not even doing anything to have that type of checkup. Just go. They didn't say it like that, though. I said, they didn't say that. No, they didn't say it like that. But it was like, come on now. We keep, just come on, go. And I went and received a miracle. And I thank God that I didn't, you know, say anything to cause him to do what he didn't do. Because God said that would have been very, very painful. So thank God that I didn't have nothing in me to say. I just, you know, sat there and listened to his instructions. And he is so amazed. Like, look at you. How old are you? I say, I'm pushing 40. <laughs> wow. You don't see too many virgins in 40. And I was like, hold on, excuse me? Excuse me? I have a son. I was married. Oh, I'm not that. I'm not, I didn't mean to say it like that, but you know what I'm saying? I don't, I'm not like that, but I'm just saying I'm not that. <laughs> you understand? And that doctor was like, come again? I'm like, come again? We were not seeing eye to eye. It took a while for me to understand, and it took him a while to understand when we both were, we were both on a different page. Because I would never thought that he would think in that. Because he was seeing that. I can't use these tools. I can't use these tools. And he went and told other doctors. There was a woman in here who was married. Who, you know, who has a child. There was a miracle in my office today. See, their profession is to study ways to help help us and have us to feel better with medicine or with mental health, emotional health, prescriptions. It doesn't matter. And you can tell that was the first time he heard and I heard some news like that. Because I went to God and I said, Father, I give you all of me. I don't have nothing left of myself. I died that day. The old man died that day. And God said, now I can open up your womb. And he did more than just that. 
So I know he's a miracle working God regarding anything. I'm not getting into detail. I got an episode on here already. I have one on here already about that. I'm going to leave that there because I don't really like talking like that or talking even about that. If that's okay. God say, no, it's not okay. Well, say this. Okay. When you surrender, everything that's supposed to be is presented back again. Only if you believe. Only if you believe. So, wives, husbands, you are responsible to remain loyal, devoted, enjoying one another. Not just anniversaries, birthdays, holidays. Those are just days that are understatements of what you normally do every day. Don't talk about your spouse. Don't lie to your spouse. Avoid any decoy. It's not, it's not always a woman or a man that's a decoy. A decoy could be a different house without even asking God. I want that house for me, but that may not be the house for you. So now you're coveting. Now you're coveting. I want that property. We have given up. I want, I feel, I think for God. Want God thoughts and God ways. What God feels about it. How he feels about it. What do he feel? How do he feel? How do we think regarding it? What do we have to say? Because it's not my desire that's outside of his will. That's not my life in his hands. That's not surrendering. That's not even serving. Me trying to get him to do what he didn't write. That's not okay. So if your spouse is lacking, you're lacking. If your spouse is upset, you upset. If your spouse is worried and mad, you are. See, when God say we become one, it don't mean that your body is now in his. No, you're still two individuals. It just means that now you are one in the eyes of God. You are the same page. Got to stay on the same page. You can see each other's point of view about it, but you agree on the same page to value each other's differences. That's our agreement. 
You can tell me things and I won't get mad. I don't want anybody but you. See, many of us looking at people from the outer appearance. And that's how you know it's not God. Because he showed you first things that were then. He showed you how you are a help to your mate. And how they are help to you. Why? Because they pull out your weaknesses and you show your strength regarding that weakness that they have. Their weakness are your strength and your strength are their weaknesses. And it doesn't mean that you're not strong in the same areas. It means that you have more in you to pull out of me in my strength as well. Regarding my strength as well. Your idea is more sharper. Your answer is quicker. You on point more in this area. I needed that. I got that. I have that. I'm better now. Not I got it. I know it. I don't need your help. I can do it. If you know it all, then why are you still here? If you have it all, then why are you still here? Whatever your attention is on, that's what's prospering in your life. If your attention is on everything, your health, your wealth, your purpose, your family, everything going to prosper in that way. But if it's on just, you know, money, or if it's just on, you know, a company, or if it's just on, you know, my kids, that's going to dominate any other area. And it's going to show where your love and your attention is. If it's on things and not God, those areas are going to dominate more than my relationship. Because now I'm going to be believing God to do what he already done. Because I don't know him in that way because I have not been exposed to him in that way. Because I'm not spending no time. I'm not coming away with him to get to know him. I'm coming because I know it's the right thing to do and I feel good in his presence. But I'm not intimate with him spiritually. I'm intimate in the mall more. I'm intimate in the grocery store more. I'm intimate on the phone more. I'm intimate at work more than I am in the presence of God who blessed me with all the above. With all of the above. A decoy is a distraction to lure you away from God's will. Every married couple don't cheat, but for those who have, go to God, repent, rededicate, go to your spouse, repent, rededicate to the ministry. Let them know, no matter what it takes, I'm not leaving here without you. I'm not ending my assignment with you. I was wrong. I'm sorry. I can't finish without you. Can we please proceed as if I didn't do this thing? 
Many of us don't even know how to cry out. I don't know how to be emotional. I don't know how to show how I really feel, affectionate. I feel it, but I don't know how to give it. I'm pretending I'm not bothered, but I'm pissed. How can you go to somebody else? How can you talk about what goes on in our home? How can you give your body over to some other thing and not me as a person? You give it all your time at the mall. You give it all your time on your phone. You give it all your time on social media. You give it all your time in the kitchen. You give it all your time without children. What about me? I'm neglected. I'm neglected. The reason why Satan throws the decoys, because those are the areas that are lacking in our marriage. And a husband or wife feel like they can't even come out and be honest about what they really want. Many like things to be spiced up. And guess what? If you don't love your mate enough to let them know. How about go to God about it? Father, what do they like? Tell me. God don't keep nothing from us. Nothing. Whatever we ask, they go answer. What do they like? You think God not going to tell you what your husband like? What your wife likes? Without you even having to ask for real? Because you honor them that much, you go to God about what they like. You understand? And there goes God giving you answers. That's why men go after the promiscuous women because they don't have that spice in their own bedroom and they'll not come out and tell their wife. Same for us women. A lot of men let the women wear the pants, not created to. Now they want a man that's going to tell them. Now they went too far. See, Satan takes us too far because he wants to destroy us. He took us that far that we want a man to actually kill us. We want somebody that's actually dangerous. But we were really looking for our husbands to just not let us run the home. Because God is control over it all. He is in control over it all. He is the control. As he's in control. So we have to be very careful with that. There's no way we can ever argue with Jesus. And we're married to him first. So how can I not know how to be married to you if I know exactly what it is to be married to him first? How can I not know? How can I be so soon to forget? 
There's no way. Avoid the decoys and talk to your spouse. Talk to your spouse about anything. You think your spouse wouldn't consider what you really like so that you can be, you know, pleased in every area? Mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. You have to take back your position, man. There's one man out of all the men that I had to give a kudos to. His name is Joe because he didn't allow his wife to talk him into doing something he shouldn't have done. Curse God and die. That's why Satan didn't kill her because she was already on his side. His kids gone, cattle gone, or anybody but the one said what she should not have said. Curse God and die. His kids allow their father relationship to bless them in their way of living because they partied all the time in the Bible, it says. They go to each other's homes and they'll party a lot. And you knew what kind of parties they were having because Job would go to God and say, spare my children's lifestyle for my relationship's sake. Look at my relationship and spare my kids. Look at my faith and spare my kids. That means they didn't go to church. They didn't care about no word, but they, you know, they love God. I mean, they know he's good because they follow. They grew up in their home. But the truth of the matter is they really were like, you know, whatever. Hallelujah. 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 Have to really, really enjoy your marriage that been preordained by God. Gotta be all the way with God regarding your your lifestyle. One can't do something that the other don't agree with. And I mean, if it's ungodly and we think it okay, it's all right. I mean, you don't do it all the time. No, if you do it, you do it all the time. That's what you do. And we have to stop. 
stay away from the decoys. The decoys are, you know, opportunities to receive substitutes that are demonically sent to destroy you. Don't go near it. Don't go around it. You wouldn't even know it's there if you're looking forward. It'll happen to people very seasoned, been married so long, that all of a sudden there goes a decoy because Satan knows what's lacking in the marriage because he hears. Because whenever we do something that's unlike God, he is present because he's responsible for it. So he's going to stick around until we resist his demonic ways. And we're entertaining him when we keep doing things and saying things and feeling ways that are not okay. Watching pornography while you're married. If it's forbidden while you're single, how much more if you're married? What do you think God going to do with that? What do you think he has to say about that? It's not okay. Stop. Away with that. Hallelujah. Simple as that. No longer put any thing, person, or place over your spouse. The only above your spouse is our Father, our Lord, and Holy Spirit. That's it. And the angels are sent to keep the blessings flowing in and through your life. To protect you. Because God is your shield and protection. He is your refuge. And one way out of many, he protect you is the angelic host he sends. To lead and guide you and I. By his words, by his deeds. Keeping us in the right direction. Holy Spirit is a comforter, not a guide. The reason I use the word lead with the angelic host because they're not walking behind us. They're commissioned to be ahead to bring to pass what we said. So be very mindful. I have to, you know, put a cake in the oven. I want some cake, red velvet cake. I'm excited. Want to cook real quick. Put something on and then, you know, spend some time with my son. He wants blue tits on his hair, blue color at the ends of his locks, his favorite color. And I said, okay, that's what you want. Because he never really asked me for anything. Of course, I'll do that for you. I've been wanting that boy to say something. What do you want? I knew what he wanted. He want me to have a man and he want a brother or sister. And sometimes he get bold enough to say, can I have both? But now he knows what it takes. And I thank God for his patience. But when it comes to you and your spouse, 
you're responsible for them to bear much more fruit. They are part of you. You are part of them. That's a beauty. No one can be in you as they are. You know, many of us are messing up. Stop. And continue to be that message that blesses other people and not mess up. We make mistakes, but mistakes that we know we should never make, let's not make them again. I'm excited to make this cake. Hallelujah. I'm excited. Because I already know what it's going to taste like. <laughs> See? That's how we expect merch to be. Sweet. Moist. <laughs> so Beautiful. Tasty. <laughs> you understand? And a better thing about marriage than that cake. That cake, when I'm down to the last slice... I'm about to fix another cake. But when you're married, it's a lifetime. It's delicious, a lifetime. It's scrumptious, a lifetime. A lifetime of being, you know, just soft and, you know, just good. <laughs> Some words I don't want to use because it, it could go too far, but I'm actually talking about cake. And you might be thinking, oh, so let's leave it like that. Cake. <laughs> Enjoy the cake. <laughs> Enjoy your marriage. Enjoy your marriage. Enjoy your ministry. You only get one spouse. One chance in the earth to fulfill. You don't go home, get it right, and then come back here. That's it. So make it count. Make it, woo. Mm -mm -mm. Make it count. It feels good when God correct you from doing something wrong. When you didn't even know you were doing wrong. But you just knew it didn't feel right. That feels so good to me. God doesn't take nothing away from us. It's just that many of us lose sight of what we used to see. Don't ever do that. Same goes for me. You don't want no man, ladies, that's not mighty. That's not a man of valor. Trust me, you don't want a man that is a thug or has some type of whatever it is that we're looking for. We have to stop trying to define what we really don't want and say that we do. There is nothing that a wife wouldn't do to please you if, you know, women go to God about it. Well, go to your wife about what you like. You can't tell your wife what you like. Uh, I don't know. But that's your wife. So you can tell everybody, huh? Hallelujah. Marriage is ministry. Take the burdens off our back. We'll see how simple it is to just enjoy without any distractions that's set up to be a decoy to lure us in. 
deny God's will. Be careful with the role playing. You don't want to play a role of someone that's not you because you're giving your spouse a description of what they can want that's not of you. We don't never mimic, you know, someone in the Bible. <laughs> we always will mimic somebody in the street or in a strip club. Come on. We mimic things that are very sexy and very dangerous because we think about sexy being promiscuous. We thinking if it's exotic, then it's slutty, then it's nasty. No, it's not. How much more exciting is it when you're doing the things of God? Don't give over to the world what the world cannot even have. It belongs to those who are of the kingdom. Don't ever think that anything of the world supersedes anything regarding God's kingdom here. Even when it comes to your intimate life with your spouse. It's how it is because that's how you have it to be. That's why it's the way it is, because that's how you have it to be. Whether you want it to be like that or not, you have it to be that way. That's why it's that way. It cannot be any other way but how you make it. If God is in the center of it all, Jesus be the center of it all, then you would get all the answers that you need without even having to ask your spouse anything. It would just be in you to serve. It would just be in you to hear. It would just be in you to know. It sounds more like common sense. Be mindful with that. Those decoys. It's a thrill that's coming to kill and destroy you. Well, I didn't know that, you know, she was going to leave me hanging. Well, I didn't know that he had a wife on the side, too. I didn't know that he was selfish. And yet, the deed is already done. Your spouse already aware. And many of us, the devil is just, just plotting, plotting. And God is telling us, no, get out before they find out. Stop before they find out. And we're still doing it. And there it goes. They found out. Now we start telling them, what we don't like about them, turning our spouses off. You nothing to me. You anything. I hate you. You ain't nothing. You ain't never be nothing. Then all of a sudden, the person that you did all that for, all that you encouraged your spouse for, not even what it was cracked up to be. Because Satan can never have you to be happy. There is no good in him. He's after to kill. He know how to lure you and I in to destroy so why even go that way if we already know what's the end, up, what's the outcome, how it would end up for us? Nothing would Satan ever end up good. So why even go over there? We're carrying good people, honest people, loving people for people who don't even care. One man carried his wife for a teenager girl. She was, what, 17, got her pregnant and kept her and her baby, you know, hush hush to the point. She said, no, I'm not keeping it quiet. I have a child. You need to come and see your kid. You're not taking care of your kid. Look, woman, little girl, I got a wife. Okay, you, okay. I want a little girl when you were sleeping with me. Girl, you in high school. What can I do with you? So what? You mess with this high school student. You're in your 50s. Then all of a sudden, he has a, a wife and kids. And she said, I'm going to court. Oh, no. 
They go, his blood, DNA. He got scared. Took her to the park, said, I'm going to just talk to you. He came and killed her. And it was on the camera. They played the camera. He was a cop. He locked up for life. He killed her and his baby and his baby. And his wife found out and his child with his wife. His child was, what, 16, 17? Found out his dad had a whole family inside. Now he's in prison for the rest of his life because of that thrill that came to destroy him. Was it worth it? Every day he's thinking how much it wasn't worth it. So love your spouse as Christ loved the church. I love you.